2: What's up, y'all? How are you doing? Yes, it is the evening and I am live. I am here to, well, challenge and transform your thinking. So make sure that you like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff and try to invite some people in because today's topic is going to be a really, really good one. And so today I have invited Lilia Maldonado here and she is a domestic violence and a social awareness life Coach, and she is the CEO of Ajusta Tu Corona, which means Adjust Your Crown. And it's a platform created to assist people of adversity to cultivate self esteem, lending to self love by teaching. And this is what I love, right? So she wants people to know that there is something bigger and better after this life of their trauma. And most of us, as you guys know, who have been through trauma, have really um had to learn to cultivate these things in our life and how to overcome just even here our mindset alone right so i'm so glad she is here lillian welcome to straight talk i'm really glad you're here how are you this evening
3: i'm great nina thank you for having me I'm, I'm so smiling glad. from
2: ear to ear. <laughs> <I love laughs> Usually, it. I'm the interviewer,
3: and today I'm being interviewed. That's so right. it's, it's it's a switch for me.
2: <laughs> That's good. I'm well. I'm glad you're here. I mean, I had you a while back with um a couple of uh, other women that were doing uh tu Corona with you at an event that you were having, and so. But before we get into all of that, I really do love that you are into helping women, especially um, in the area of domestic violence and and making that social awareness and all of that so but before we get into that I do want to know a little bit more about you because you know we're here we're live and so whoever's listening if you guys want to leave a comment please leave a comment hey uh, we already have one up here hey Dominique welcome welcome Um, so um, please if you're here and you're watching today's topic is going to be really important and so Lillian tell us a little bit about who you are and then we'll go from there well, as you stated,
3: I was a former domestic violence victim, who learned who turned my tragedy into triumph. I am the CEO of a couple of businesses, Maldonado Consulting, and Ajusta tu Corona, which is a social awareness of pl- platform that we use to raise funds for domestic violence shelters. Um, we bring women to these events that are former victims. Um, it is an amazing event that you just feel so empowered and you feel to, a part of the other women that are there. It's this, It's believe it or not, women have like this really, really great connection when they open their mind and they're within other women who are like-minded and who hustle and who have a dream of helping others. Yeah. So much is out there.
2: It's true. And, you know, having social awareness, um, just like Dominique just said here, she's really excited about this because it's so important. And you know what, Dominique, it is really important. And a lot of um, people you know, don't know, they really don't know, right? So they're not aware. And so that for the the fact that you are making this a social awareness issue and making people more aware is so important because I think people need to know that, you know, domestic violence is is not something that people choose. And lots of times people don't realize that. Like when I speak to people who, because I'm a, I'm a survivor myself. And when you speak to people sometimes they go, well, why did you stay? Like they, they don't quite grasp it. Um so it's good that you are um, making people aware of this and also encouraging and empowering women because you're a coach right so can Absolutely. I ask you a little bit about that how is it that you're pouring into these women now that you have overcome this yourself in your life um, how are you coaching them through what is it that you do with your with your clients so with our pla- um
3: with the platform what we do is we a woman needs to realize that she is being abused before she can even start to heal. That's good. So we make sure that they are aware and they realize where they are at this moment. And then we give them the tools to move on different aspects of their life to help them get back on their feet and have the opportunity to be successful and to shine. Right. We all have that inner light, but sometimes when we're abused, we don't realize that we have it and we forget our value, right? So, we need to bring this back to them and let them know how amazing they
2: are. Wow, that's really, really good. So, I know that today we wanted to really, um, kind of touch on the many types of abuse, and I'm absolutely so, so glad you wanted to talk about this topic because I, I, you know, I especially I remember when I was younger and I was going through this domestic violence stuff and there was a lot of different types of abuse. Now I know, I didn't know that now I know. And I didn't realize that I excused a lot of it or didn't even realize that it was abuse. And Mm -hmm. so I'd love you to teach us that. I like I love you to like kind of touch on the, the different stages or the, or the different types of abuse, please. So just take it away, whatever you'd like to share.
3: Well, the first one is the most obvious one. It's physical abuse, and and everyone knows what it is. It's the hitting, the slapping, the punching, the kicking. Um, It happens to be strangulation. Um, If they damage your property, like you come in all happy with this nice vase or this nice gift, and they're agitated, and they take your private property, and they slam it against the wall and break it. Right there, that's a red flag. Damaging your personal property is Mm -hmm. a huge sign of physical abuse. Um, refusing you medical care or controlling medication, huge. Wow. They're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. They, men, most men, in my opinion, and in my experience, they have a little pain in their fingernail and they're dying. But a woman could be bent over (laughs) in extreme pain and they will belittle it and say that there's nothing wrong with them. Um, coercing your partner into substance abuse. Uh, Maybe they like to get high. They want you to get high with them. They want you to use drugs. So they're constantly coercing you. The use of weapons is so bad right now. Ever since the pandemic, um, domestic abuse has probably gone up 40%, if not more. And Unfortunately, the use of weapons is mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. not only in domestic abuse, but in society. So the chances of someone not surviving, having a partner that has a weapon is, is bigger of not surviving the abuse.
2: Yeah. You know, um, interesting, right? Because you said domestic violence has gone up. And your guesstimation about forty percent, and I thought, and immediately I thought to myself, yeah, because that's what's reported, that's what's reported, right? Absolutely. There's so much that goes on that is not reported, and you know, a lot of it is fear. I mean, I don't know if you went through this, Lillian, but I remember when my abuser um, was abusing was abusing me. I didn't really tell anyone. Um, you know, and, they, and and when I did I was very fearful because if he found out what it would probably be worse Right. So it it's a it's a really scary. It's a scary thing. And so, um, you know, you're right I mean there are many types of abuse and the physical it is the most obvious but you know what Lillian even then we make excuses right the, the person being abused and it can be male or female because i know men who've been abused you know absolutely and we make excuses like it's only one time or he he or she only pushed me or you know or they only pulled my hair we're good now like we make these excuses and i know for me i did i made excuses until i couldn't make excuses anymore because i had a gun to my head there was no excuses You know, so physical abuse, that's a that's a real good one. I'm glad you brought that one up first, because I think that, yes, it's obvious, but not always obvious. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny how we can tend to not want to really say I am a victim of domestic violence. And so therefore it's it sounds too harsh. And so we will excuse some of the behaviors. Right. Absolutely. We it's
3: very hard for us to accept that the person that we feel that we love and we cared for is actually doing this to us. Right. So we tend to hide it. And I'm glad that you brought up pushing because Mm -hmm. pushing was not considered domestic violence for a very long time. Right. It's not even considered. Violence, domestic violence in all of the United States, only in certain states.
2: Oh wow. I didn't know that. So
3: that is that is on a platform that is also being worked on. Mm-hmm. Emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. People do not realize the scathing of emotional abuse. Right. When someone is calling you names. Oh, you're dumb, or you're the B-word, or you're you're good for nothing. Right. Name calling and insulting just rips away at your self-esteem they blame you for everything Mm -hmm. the extreme jealousy which in the beginning when we're starting a relationship oh he just loves me so much no the extreme jealousy is scary yeah intimidation Mm -hmm. when they shame or humiliate you it's true. And, and one of the biggest ones and people do not realize it. And, and a light bulb went off in my head the other day to realize that isolation was one of the abuses that I had and didn't even realize until I was thinking about it. Cause I'm in the process of, of, of writing. So I was like, so dumbfounded when still I go back and I could think of things that happened to me. I don't know if I blocked them out or if I'm completely healed because I I tend to live very happily and and pour all my soul into helping other women. But isolation is when they start slowly start to sever all emotional ties.
2: Yeah. They tell
3: you, don't go to your mom's house. Oh, what do you have to go out with your friends for? You're going to leave me here all alone. I'm gonna be lonely, I'm gonna miss you. And of course, in the beginning, that's adorable because you're getting to know this person, you're spending a lot of time with them. But it's one of the first signs to emotional abuse. It's Mm -hmm. effective, subtle, and sometimes you don't even realize that it's happening. It's Mm -hmm. hard to detect. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to detect, but not impossible to recognize. And mine was that I had friends because I was very young and I had a friend that invited me to her house and I was terrified to ask if I could go to their house. And I said, can I go? Can I go to their house? And he like gave me the look of death and I was shaking. But then he said, go ahead, take the baby with you. Mm-hmm. And I did. And once I was outside, my friend started to jump up and down and cheer for me because she's like, "I'm so happy you did it. You you you're doing something for yourself. You're gonna go out today. Wow, wow." And so these are just things that sometimes A- we don't realize. You know, I mean, yeah.
2: To- yeah, and you know yeah. what? Too, though I I wanna um. I, I, um, uh, Dominique uh, mm, shaking my head right <laughs> you know I, I, was, I was as I'm listening to you talk I thought you know I, I also want us to distinguish because there is um that abuse that starts to alienate you and pull you away from everyone which is what Lillian is talking about there's also this other thing which is not abuse but it's dependability right like so for instance my husband, um is a, he's very uh, he's a very he's a loner he just likes to be alone he's very introverted that's just how he is and so i know that for a while um you know anytime i wanted to go somewhere It was like, oh, do you have to? And it wasn't because he was abusive. It was because he was dependent on me. And so it was, you know, my husband has never been abusive um, emotionally, physically, none of that, but he was dependent. So I don't want people to think, oh, my husband or girlfriend or wife, she's so dependent because that I'm her or his, well, I'm his best friend, but I'm also his everything. Like he doesn't hang out. He doesn't go out. My husband's not that kind of guy you know what i'm saying so for Mm -hmm. him it's like he'd rather have me on the couch next to him watching tv than going anywhere but not because he was abusive but when your man is starting to isolate you where you can't go anywhere and you can't see your mother and you can't and you can't and you can't and then you realize you've lost all your friends all your family you are you are isolated now when you're going through something you can't call nobody you can't look at nobody now we have a problem, and those are the kind of things that you really have to kind of navigate, right, Lillian? Because absolutely, um, because I think that I don't want anybody, you know, everybody who's out here uh, listening to this very important topic, to think that every um, small or not small—I shouldn't say it that way—but to think that everything that you go through with your spouse is an abuse because it's not always an no. argument can just be an argument, a disagreement Correct. could just be a disagreement, but I do want you guys to listen to what Lillian is saying, because what she's trying to tell you is that these are signs that you need to be aware of and ask yourself and ask yourself because it may not be, but if you don't ask yourself, you're not going to know. And sometimes Lillian, I know you went through this and so did I, it could be too late before you know it. You are literally on an Island by yourself, you know, and it is a very scary place to be when you don't know where to go absolutely yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that was emotional so there's physical and then there's emotional um Mm -hmm. did you have another one for us um on the emotional
3: one there's also stalking which we joke about all the time like we'll run into someone in the grocery store and then we'll see them at another store and you're like what are you doing stalking me
2: right but
3: you really have to be aware of your surroundings because an abuser will hide in between cars, Ooh, girl. will stalk, your, will stalk yes. your social media, will know things about you before you know them. Yep. They're con- constantly contacting you, getting your details before you give them. They're monitoring everything about you. They show up unannounced. Mm-hmm. or they give you unwanted or inappropriate gifts. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, we think like, oh my God, thank you so much. That was so sweet of you. But then it, you take it and it becomes a pattern mm-hmm. where they keep showing up because they were able to get your attention with a gift. The, the gifts are going to keep coming. And then you're going to start to realize something is not right here
2: right oh that's good Lillian that's mm-hmm. so good because you know I never thought of that but it's very true isn't it it's it's grooming basically you're grooming you're, you're grooming your person so what you're doing is you see this hot girl that you're dating you really like her you bring her a little gift at work right you just surprise I'm at work here you go um and then she's you know hanging out with her friends at a bar hey babe surprise Here's another. G- I get that. I guess. Wow. I never. I never thought about that. But that's true because he's yeah. grooming her. He's grooming her for what he's con- co- what he's about to do, which is control her life. Wow. That's Absolutely. that's that. Yeah. Stalking is real, though. I remember when I was going through my abusive relationship. I tell you, like people always said to me, "Why did you stay?" And I said, "Because it was scarier not to be with him." Because when I wasn't with him, when I broke up with him. Um he would pop out between two cars. He would pop out from behind a tree or a house like when I was walking. Obviously he was following me and I didn't know. You know what mm. I'm saying like I would be Absolutely. you know coming out of my friend's house he's standing at the at the deck. I'm like, "Whoa." You know, I mean it was a really scary time. Stalking is for real a real thing where they where he used to at night, I don't know how he did it, but he would come into my room um, I lived with my mom and I would wake up and he'd be at the foot of my bed, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> yeah, he used to break in through the window and I never I wouldn't hear him. But by the time I woke up, because, you know, you could feel like somebody's staring at you, he would be literally at the foot of my bed. That was a mm-hmm. very scary time. Right. Like when you yeah. have somebody doing stuff like that, like you go into your room, you're changing and he comes out of the closet like, whoa, what the heck? You mm-hmm. know, but stalking is a real thing i know dominique wow i know this is a real topic and this is real this is real and a lot of times you know um dominique thank you so much for hanging out with us and making comments too you know dominique the other scary thing is is sometimes you don't even realize that this is what's happened to a friend like you can have a friend that you are super close to and then you haven't spoken to them in a couple of weeks and you're like how's my friend doing you know what I'm saying? And it could be a couple of weeks and a couple of months. And then you, before you know it, then you find out later, hopefully if she's gotten out of it, that she was in a very abusive relationship. And a lot of times we don't realize it because we're like, Oh, they, you know, our lives are so busy. It's a no call, no show type of thing. Right. It's not on your mind. It, um, so Lillian, thank you for that one. Stalking is a real one. That's, Absolutely. Wow, that's deep. That's deep.
3: I, and there's so many different forms of abuse, but they try to categorize them. And another one that I feel is important and and some people don't feel that is abuse is sexual abuse. Mm. You feel that if you're married, your husband has the right to get what he thinks is coming to him, what he divorced, what he married for. No, sexual abuse is not about sex, it's about the power, power. and it
0: includes
3: the sexual behavior performed without a partner's wow, wow, consent. Wow. consent. Wow. So if you're sleeping in, and they're forcing you to have sex, um, while you're half asleep, half conscious or, or you're afraid to say no, that is a form of abuse. Yes, it
2: is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it is, it is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, we're no. You go. I go, you go.
3: I was going to say, even like what's really, really huge nowadays, human trafficking, you're forcing a partner to have sex with other people. Yeah, that is human trafficking, even though they're your spouse and and they're called what swingers, whatever it is that they're called forcing a partner to have sex with other people is human trafficking. it It is
2: a form of abuse. Yeah, that's good, Lillian. I didn't even think of that, but that happens a lot, a lot. That happens a lot because my, you know, uh, an organization that I, that I work with, that I love fights against human trafficking. And that is something that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. They get involved with these relationships that they think it's their boyfriend and he ends up being her pimp. You know, it's really scary. Dominique says it's so scary seeing a friend get abused. It is, right, Dominique? And you know what's even harder is when your friend is not ready to leave. When your friend is not ready to leave, it is so scary because you're outside looking in. And you're right, right, Lillian? Like you see your friend being abused.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices.
2: And you're like, oh, my God, I want to help her so badly, so bad. And she just does not want to leave yet or she can't leave yet or whatever it is. And that is a very, very scary thing. You are absolutely right. Right, Dominique. You are absolutely right. It is very scary to see a friend get abused and not be able to do what you'd like to do about it, you know? Um, but Lillian going to your, your sexual abuse. Um, thank you for mentioning that one as well. I, I my ex used to beat and, and rape me basically he used to beat me and then force himself. And then I, I, it was, it, it, you get raped. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. it. It was rape, Right. And Correct. thank you so much for saying that. Thank you so much for saying that, because I want women to understand that when your abuser is forcing you or beating you and forcing you, that is rape. That is against your person. And just because you're dating them or married to them gives them zero right to force you to do anything like that. Zero Mm -hmm. And so I'm really glad you mentioned that one, because that one's something I carried with me as guilt for so long, so long, because I was like, he beat the crap out of me and raped me. But you can't call it that because that's my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until I got older that I'm like, no, that is not right. And so all of you who are listening, please understand that if something's being done forcefully against you, it is abuse. It is not because you are together. That's bull. Right. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lillian.
3: No, I agree with you. It's gotten to the point where your OBGYN, when you go in for a pap smear, the first thing that they ask you is, are, are you okay? Right. Do you feel safe with your partner? This is how severe domestic abuse has gotten right. that you're going in for an OBGYN checkup, but because they now know about sexual abuse and the new laws for sexual abuse, they're asking you if you're okay. Mm-hmm. So a partner that hurts you during physical um, intercourse, no, it's not okay to be hurt. Right. Partner cannot coerce you into sex without protection or those that love to put the pins in the condoms, that is abuse. Sabotaging birth control is abuse. Right. With right. Hiding your birth control. It's abuse. Right. Well, um, and, and a lot of people don't think they're like, Oh, you know, he really wants me to have a baby or, you know, he just wants to start a family. Well, do you want to start a family? Because if you don't, and he's
2: forcing you to that is abuse. Right. Well, that's also emotional abuse too. Right. So wow. That's Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. And I think that one of the the issues that at least that I had when I was being abused and in domestic violence is that I loved him a lot. Right. So I thought that, well, I love him. Well, I love him. That was my excuse for everything. Well, I love him. Mm -hmm. Now realizing that the love shouldn't hurt that way. Love wasn't being reciprocated that way. Right. Because I was, I was definitely abused and I definitely thought, in the mindset of an abused person you know what i'm saying like i thought that was my boyfriend so some of the things you just had to kind of put up with he got mad today punch him in my face you know what i'm saying like maybe i shouldn't and that's what i used to go through maybe i shouldn't have gotten him mad you know and uh, quite honestly if i'm going to be completely frank i even had family members say what did you do what did i what did i do you know, yeah. to, and I was like, wow, now that I'm older, I get it. But when I was younger, I really sat there and said, what did I do? Maybe I'm too smart mouthed or something like that. You know, the fact that
3: both you and I are assertive women doesn't give anyone the right to put their hands on us. Absolutely. And one of the things is that when does it end? Like when, when does it end? So, my parents definitely didn't talk to me about what domestic abuse was or being mistreated by a partner. Right. When when I went from one abusive relationship to the other, the, the, the person was telling my fault, my dad, it was all his fault for letting me get away and being so smart mouth, like you said. Mm. And I was like, so even... I just don't understand, like, when does it end? Like, no matter how much we are training our our youth, um, we're fighting for rights. When does the abuse end? Another one that is really, really big right now is technological abuse. Mm. It's more common among teenagers who use technology and social media to interact and it's unmonitored by adults, but they're hacking into partners' emails and personal accounts. Right. They're using tracking devices on their boyfriend, yeah. on their spouse's phones. Wow. Yeah. On their yeah. cell phones to to find out where they're located, the phone calls they're getting, the messages they're getting, mm-hmm. they're monitoring interactions on social media. Demanding to know your partner's pass- password.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: That is going on a lot in, you know, with our youth.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But it does happen in all relationships. Yeah. The guy wants to go out with his friends. The woman puts a tracking device on his phone. The <laughs> yeah. versa. Right. right. I want to see where he went. I want to see. They can check on your Apple phone, your exact location. Mm-hmm. They can see where your car is parked. So, are these things making it better, our society better? Or are right. these things making our
2: society worse? Well, I mean, I wonder about that too a lot, right? Because, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff can be both great or toxic, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really the human behind it all, right? So, um, you know, that's why I'm glad we're having such a candid conversation because a lot of women or young ladies, if a young lady is watching, you know, don't really know that these are signs. They just think that's the sign of the times, Not realizing that, no, that's actually a sign of you better run. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) that's a sign. The sign is saying, go, go now. And, you know, I know that it's really harder to say than do because a lot of us fall in love with the person that we're with. And it's really hard to leave someone that you're in love with. But I promise you that it's even harder to leave later when the abuse has gotten intensified. That's when it's going to be really hard, because not only will it be hard to leave that relationship, you will also lose a lot of yourself in the process. You absolutely. will. Yeah, you will. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So I have one more that I yeah. decided to put in here was financial abuse. Oh, that's and good. And I had a friend that I thought her marriage was absolutely wonderful, that she had it all together. Her husband provided her with whatever she wanted. But in reality, it was financial abuse because he didn't give her, he, he gave her, uh, he gave her an allowance mm. and expected her to do miracles with that allowance. And whenever she said she wanted to shop for a brand new living room, said that they needed one, she got it a few months down the road, but he came home and showed up with it. Didn't allow her to go shopping with him. Didn't allow her to pick it out. It was just whatever he brought home. She had no say in the matter. Like wow. she had no say in a lot of matters. So they it's another way for them to maintain power and control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they, There's so many examples of it, like causing a partner to lose their job through direct and indirect means such as, inflicting physical harm or injury where you're so bruised up you can't go to work right because you're black and blue right and your blues are showing
2: right or- so imagine, imagine lillian how hard that was during this pandemic for these women when they weren't working in the office so if right. if they did get bruised up or beat up nobody's gonna know nobody's Absolutely. gonna know yeah it was worse.
3: Yeah. One, because you're enclosed. Now you're enclosed w- with the attacker. Exactly. And the attacker knows you can't go anywhere. And they're there so too. So is taking yeah. full advantage of beating you, mistreating you. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. We're told to stay home. It was like a free for all for them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, having a harassing partner at the workplace. -hmm. I I witnessed this. I witnessed this. I was not a victim of that, but I had a man that had a, you know, I knew a man that was a great worker and his wife would show up at work screaming bloody murder Mm -hmm. outside of the job.
2: Well, I'm glad you used that as an example because that's one thing that's important that it's not just women who are abused, men are abused too. Men are definitely abused. And honestly, men are more on the rise now talking about it. Back in the day, I seen men be abused and they wouldn't say a word. They would, especially Hispanic men, because, well, I can't talk about any other culture, but for Hispanic men, it's a machismo thing, right? So even even if they're not the abuser, if they're getting abused, they will not say it because they're too masculine to say it. But honestly, ladies and gentlemen, there are abuse going on both ways. And that's why I wanted Lillian to come up with all these. um, uh, She picked the topic on the many types of abuse. I'm, I'm glad she picked all of these different ones that are very, very different. Financial abuse doesn't mean physical abuse, but financial abuse can hurt you just as much. You know, it's a
3: form of control. It
2: is. It's, and that's all it's really about anyway, right? The hitting is usually not about the hitting. The hitting is usually about in, inducing fear and inducing power over that other person. You know, because a lot of times, at least some abusers that I've spoken to, because once I was healed and I started counseling women of abuse on um, there, you know, some of the men that I used to ask, why did you abuse? They They always used to say, I used to feel terrible after I did it. I used to feel absolutely terrible. But it wasn't about the hitting. It was about the control, right? Mm -hmm. Keeping somebody in check. That's what that was about. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, And a lot of people don't realize, and and this one kind of threw me for a loop, is damaging a partner's credit score is considered abuse. Oh, that makes sense. So, of course, they they ruin your credit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so as not to ruin theirs so that they're still the ace but you don't have any options now to purchase anything because your credit has been trashed
2: wow wow that's good right that's Mm -hmm. good i never thought of that that That's good. And let me tell you just from a, a live example, my ex-husband was not physically abusive. He was emotionally manipulative, um, which, Mm. which can be a form of abuse too. It's just this emotional manipulation about everything. And, um, he almost left me in ruins too, with my credit score. My credit score was uh, way above eight hundreds when I married him. And it was way in the four hundreds when we divorced. Like, that's how bad he ruined it. Right. But it wasn't. No. But his was probably much better because it all fell on me. Right. But I say all that to say that, you know, um, you're right. I think anything that first of all, and I'm pretty sure you agree with this, Lillian, we should be coming into relationships each at 100 percent. It's not a 50 50 it's a hundred hundred meaning if you are going through things, if you are really, um, still trying to heal. Well, first of all, if you're a victim of domestic violence, I would love for you to be coached by uh, Lillian. So I will make sure to link all of her information below, um, If you are somebody who is not at 100% work on that, because you should be 100 and they should be 100, that way you come together to really enhance the beauty of one another. It should never be one person pulling you down for them to be lifted up. That's not what relationships are. At least I learned that because I'm remarried 21 years and I have a great relationship, but it was work. It was work, but there was no abuse involved. I wouldn't allow it you know? Um, so Lillian, I love the work that you're doing and I love that you, you, I love that you are uh, pouring into women because you could have done anything. You could have done anything and you decided to take what you, what you've gone through in life to pour into someone else. And that's why I wanted you on here. And so Dominique sees, that's right, Dominique, a hundred, a hundred that's right and you know what there's there's always times where we all need help like we all need to be with one another and help each other through things but you shouldn't come at somebody broken and you're broken because then you're just broken together honestly that's what it is um Mm -hmm. but you know um, trauma and there is a better life after trauma dominique says yes lillian thank you thank you dom (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the great thing is is that um Lillian is doing some really great things. I was at her last event she had out here in Connecticut. She's having another event, which I'm going to let her talk to you about right now. I'm super excited about what she's doing, pouring in and pouring in and pouring into other women. It's a fantastic thing to watch. And um, Lillian is, um, like I said, her organization is called Ajusta Tu Corona, which means adjust your crown. And so uh, women adjust your crown, adjust it You are Queens. That's, Absolutely. Why you That's why you have a crown. And so Lillian, before I let you go, which I don't want to, cause I know we could talk and talk and talk, uh, <laughs> let us know um, how they can follow you, you know, how they can find out all that you're doing. Uh, so if you give us your website, your social media handles, all that stuff, but also I would like you to like shout out here, about your event and what's going on. That's right. Dominique says adjust your crown. That's right, Dom. Yes.
0: So that, <laughs> is,
3: that is exactly what my website is. It's adjust your crown, but it's Ajusta Tu Corona, which is A-J-U-S-T-A-T-U-Corona. Like the right. crown, the beer, however you want to say it. Mm. But that is my Instagram. That is the um, the Facebook. That is the webpage. Um, On July 1st, the webpage will be relaunched and there will be a link in there to our amazing gala that we hold yearly. This is our fifth year and proceeds, a portion of the proceeds are going to help now of Osceola in Kissimmee and our event will be held in Orlando, Florida this year. Um, Tickets will be for sale. We are taking donations. Why did I pick this charity? Because they help women of domestic violence. When I called to find out about them, the first thing they asked is, are you safe? When I sent them a message online, the first thing they asked me was, are you safe? And to me, that was so important because I never found anyone to ask me that, to ask me me if I was safe. So all of our, um, a portion of our proceeds are going to them. We have a live, uh, um, my program is in Spanish and English. So every other Thursday is in English and the Thursday in between is in Spanish. It is, it goes live Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Um, There is a various of topics. We tend to bring on women that tell their stories of tragedy to triumph Applaud them for their achievement, tenacity, and courage. It's just so much that we're involved in right now. We're starting workshops. We have so many people that have joined our platform, offered their services to all of the amazing women. You don't have to be just a victim of domestic abuse. If you feel the need to reach out and and, and, and need that that tribe, a circle of love we are here for you
2: that's amazing. And guys, what I want also to drop in here is maybe you can't go to Orlando for this event, but you can sponsor a woman to go. So if you go on uh, to a host tu Corona or, you know, reach out to Lillian and say donate or whatever, um, Lillian can handle this for you and she can even give you the link. And what it is, is you can then buy the ticket for a woman to be able to go. So, you know, make sure you guys do that. If you can't be there, that doesn't, Mean you cannot, you know, support. So, this is amazing, Lillian. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. me. Thank Thank you. Thank you. And, guys, do not miss our next one. Our next one is going to be on July 13th. And, uh, Lillian has picked the topic dating after abuse. Dating after abuse, man, these are the topics I needed. Because I was a mess. (laughs) I was such a mess. Um, But you know what? Dating After Abuse is going to uh, air live again at seven o'clock. So, Dom, I hope we can see you there. And that's going to be on July 13th. And so, I just put here on the screen, Ajusta Tu Corona. That's how you spell it. So, please go on and follow her on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all those great places and her her, um, website as well. And like I said, please oh yes i know that's good dominique we need to talk about you coming to orlando so that you can <laughs> hang out with us at this event okay we're gonna talk about that because i would love for you to be there oh look i'll be there oh awesome will <laughs> be there for <laughs> 14th, you. and you're gonna try to be there for the other one because i'm gonna make sure that i'll try to get you there um but um you know, I think it's going to be quite an amazing thing. Um, So, you know, Dominique, please share um, uh, this uh, live with people so that they can know that there are resources out there and that there's a way to help women who are in domestic violence, whether you pour into a hosta tu Corona, or if you can come to the event or sponsor a woman or all of that great stuff, I'm going to make sure to link all of Lillian's information below. Cause I want to make sure that you guys come out here and reach. So Lillian, I, I want to just thank you very much for being on here and thank you for like dropping all of this wisdom, like for real. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. I do.
3: Thank you for having me, Nina. I I'm appreciate so glad. You. And
2: like Dominique said, absolutely. That's right, Dominique. That's right. <laughs> um, But Dominique, thank you for hanging out with us today too, because that's, you know, that's really great that you stayed for the, for the whole thing and you gave us comments and you really interacted. And um, Lillian, I know is, an amazing human being to begin with. And then what the work that she does is really phenomenal. So guys, I want to thank you for being here, for sharing. I'm going to make sure, like I said, to make sure that this is posted everywhere. I'll drop all the links below, but please, please, please do support ajusta Tu Corona and women adjust your crown. Thank you so much for being here. This is Nina Perez, straight talk, no sugar added until next time.